2: Hey everybody, it's Rob Benedict.
3: And Richard Spate Jr.
2: And welcome to our very first Spotlight episode.
3: What episode are we talking about, buddy? Are we specifically talking about an episode of Supernatural? No,
2: we're simply spotlighting an actor or a crew member, a specific person or thing that had a big effect on the show, and we're spotlighting, we're putting the spotlight on them for a special interview, a special episode.
3: This sounds kind of like bonus material
2: to me. Uh, Maybe you call it bonus, I call it mainstream it's not bonus anybody can listen to this
3: no but this is like extra stuff we're creating for the people
2: Yes, if you want to say bonus, and it depends on your definition of a bonus, but yes.
3: Well, I go with the uh, dictionary definition, for I thought, sure.
2: I thought you were saying like it's a Patreon only. No, this is No, everybody.
3: God, no. This is yeah. for everyone. Oh, God, I'm no. not exclusive like you are.
2: Look, we're going to have opportunities to interview folks from the show outside the typical episode order, so we decided to launch this new format where we aren't covering a specific single episode. We're calling it Spotlight, and we'll have conversations with guests about their entire supernatural experience. Now, these could be big pieces of talent, or producers, or even cover one topic, like baby, or the score, or all the angels. What about demons? Or demons.
3: All right. Now, today's Spotlight, which, by the way is our first ever Spotlight episode. I think we said that, but yeah. I'm saying it again, because yeah. it, it merits repeating. No, it certainly does. It's our, we're focusing our Spotlight, we're honing that laser beam on Adrian Palicki. She appeared in five episodes of Supernatural as Sam's girlfriend, Jessica Moore. But you know, she's more than just a girlfriend, Rob. She's a catalyst. That's right. Her character's death Mm-hmm. shoves Sam kicking mm-hmm. and screaming into the world of hunting mm-hmm. and reunites him with his brother mm-hmm. in their pursuit of their father. So really she's key to the whole story That's and her right. performance is key because it's so good that you buy their relationship and your heart hurts as she is lit aflame <laughs> uh, on the ceiling of their apartment. Or- That's
2: right. Since then as an actor, she's been a part of big TV series such as Friday night lights agents of shield and the Orville She's had a big film career with movies like Legion, Red Dawn, and G.I. Joe, Retaliation.
3: And John Wick! We can't forget John Wick. She's so good in John Wick. And
2: John Wick. The list goes on and on. We're so excited to have her with us today, Adrienne Palicki. Thank you so much for joining us. It's nice to finally meet you, and Mm. we're big fans of yours, and uh, you're such a huge part of the show, like... Even when you're not on it, your the lore of your character sort of lives on, and people talk about it. And Rich and I are watching the show for the first time, so we're like, what? First time it. Yeah. yeah, we never really watched the show; we we're just kind of on it. So <laughs> that,
3: that, yeah. that's what
2: this is all new to us. We're like,
3: "Oh wow! Don't act like you've never done that too. That's absolutely true. I've definitely done
2: that. Yeah, and we and 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 you start like Rich always says too. Like you go, "Oh, that's what that means, or that's why people say that. You know, linking it all together." I was shocked yeah. when you died. I was like, I didn't know. That was crazy to me. It happened too soon.
1: Well, I mean, she is the reason pretty much Sam does what he does. Right. catalyst. An you Bingo. know? Without yeah. that, yeah. there would be no show.
2: Yeah.
3: That's true. Well, let's dive in officially to this whole thing. You, By the way, I want you to know this. We've been doing this podcast for three seasons now. This is the first, like, spotlight on an individual we've done. You are our first... <laughs> big important person
1: yeah, well, really really
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll you'll always be the first one you'll always be the pioneer here <laughs> out of the gate you do the pilot right like that's so you're going in and it's pilot season and you're busy out of your mind but you go into this audition knowing it's right. a guest star in a pilot did, did that at any po- point and this might be something that only actors understand about this process but when actors are going through pilot season they want to go get a show they want to go be a get a pilot that has their character living, for example, uh, and being a series regular or recurring character, this, this was sold to you, I assume, as just being a one-episode deal, correct? But
1: also, you have to understand, I was like literally at that point, I had done a Smallville, you know? And I actually, I'd, I booked a pilot, Lost in Space, which is how I originally met Eric Kripke. And so, yeah, when I walked in the room, as Eric Kripke and, and David Nutter. like they, they called me in straight-to-producer session and
3: wow it
1: it all happened very quickly had you known nutter before i never met nutter he's the nicest person ever and look at that guy's career just you know exploded
3: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it turns out he's he's okay
1: you know like those little shows he you know directs
3: yeah yeah (laughs) most successful pilot director of all time (laughs) but whatever um so you go in there so you're not deterred by the fact that it's a one-off you're like hey kripke already likes me for another show. I'm a young actress. This is a great opportunity to just do. Totally.
1: And I do believe, I do believe there was something in there that it could possibly be reoccurring, which she did come back in multiple episodes, but. Right. Yeah. It was just, I was like, I want a job.
3: Sure. Sure. You know,
1: I wanted to be a working actor, so it didn't matter to me, but I met some of my dearest friends, you know, Samantha Smith is one of my dear, dear friends.
2: Oh, Awesome. We love
3: Sam.
1: She's a wonderful human being. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And you met her from the pilot. That's how you guys Mm -hmm. became buddies.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh my god, That's awesome. I had no idea. Same way on a ceiling, but on fire.
3: (laughs) Right. That's right. You do. If that doesn't bond you together, I don't know what (laughs) what else would, you know,
2: I was going to ask when Friday night lights began.
1: We did the pilot in 2005. Wow. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Crazy.
1: I know that little show,
3: that little show.
1: It's a busy time for you.
3: You've done a couple of tiny little things. Um, so did let me ask you this. When you go to do the Supernatural thing, and it's a pilot, and it's new, and it's David Nutter, and it's Jared and Jensen, how was it? What was the vibe? Like, were, were the guys cool? Were they like, gee, I hope it gets picked up? Like, you know, that sort of eager beaver energy that that permeates the pilot? Totally. What, what was the whole thing totally. like?
1: Totally. Jared was just like this little sweet kid, you know, little nerdy. Um <laughs> And, you know, Jensen was Jensen. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. And, you know, I think everybody was a little nervous. We had such a blast. I was actually really upset the last day of shooting that I'm like, I know this is going to get picked up. And also, I'm not going to be on it. That sucks.
3: Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: we had so much
3: fun. How long were you involved in the pilot? I mean, how long were your I mean, shooting? I don't
1: remember that. I would say.
3: But like, was it was it a week? Was it a day? Like, about you know, a week. Yeah. yeah, it was about a week. That's a good chunk of time. That's good in, in actor in actor days. That's like a year and a half. Exactly, like years. And the bonding. Yeah.
2: Did you know that you and Eric Kripke are from the same town, yes. Toledo, Ohio?
3: Yes.
1: In fact, uh, his sister used to work at my favorite restaurant there. Rumors. No way. Yeah, we had a lot in common. It was very it was very weird. I didn't know that until he jumped on the um, Lost in Space pilot, and we were talking, and he's like, "Fellow Toledoan, um, huh? What a great guy." Also, somebody's yeah. career that yeah. just exploded. The
3: board. yeah, he's not. We I don't know what he's doing now. He hasn't done much. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. sad. Um, we're all we're passing the hat. We're going to take up a collection for Kripke <laughs> after this. Um, and didn't he direct? He directed you in this in
2: uh, what is and what should never be. I'm told in my notes here.
3: An episode of the show, an episode yes, he of he Supernatural, did. was directed yes. by yeah. Kripke. Yes, he did. And how was that? How was he as a director?
1: Uh, he was terrible. Yeah, never work again. Yeah, right, it was
3: just yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: What Again, like, it is just and I know you guys know this, it's a rarity in Hollywood to be in this environment where like, literally everybody is awesome. And yeah, that was kind of the supernatural world, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say like when I went up there, I want to say the second time or the third time I was on Front at lights, and at that point, Jensen was just not really happy to be living in Canada. It was a little bit, I think there was a year there where it was a little like tense. But obviously they got over it and they bought a jet and, you know, whatever. Their lives are okay.
3: <laughs> Buying a plane sometimes. I find when I'm having a bad day, if I go buy a plane or a train you know? or some massive uh, form of travel, <laughs> um, transportation, yeah. I have a Rolex fight. You know. um,
1: I, hey, I, live uh, I
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know and you, oh, like right. you, that's where you are and so you guys are all do you guys see each other at the fancy person gym or the fancy person grocery store
1: i don't go to the that fancy kind of person thing. they put a soho house in here what the f man wow i would like that's austin way to keep austin
3: weird wow that's how you know you've arrived but like look i'm from nashville and both those towns have had uh yes explosions massive boom well,
2: and a lot both towns have a lot of la people moving there
3: that is true. Did,
2: did you shoot Friday night there as well?
1: Yeah, that's how I fell in love with Austin.
2: Oh. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, we all just, I, I fully moved here during the show. And then oh, yeah. pretty much stayed and went back and forth. And about eight years ago, I fully, fully
2: moved here. Is anyone else from that show still there?
1: Uh, Connie has a place down the street for me. Uh, Kyle lives in Dripping Springs with his whole family.
3: Wow. Dripping Springs is where uh, Jensen's Brewery is. Yes. Ah, okay. That's another thing you do when you're kind of bummed. You start a brewery. You know, why not. <laughs> big beer.
1: Yeah. Also, what a great concept. You're like, I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to go to my bar. It's an excuse to go drink.
3: <laughs> That's true. Dude. That's true. It's the very reason why, I, I, even when I was young and doing starving artist jobs, the job I didn't want was bartender because I knew I would enjoy it <laughs> just as too much. I thought daddy might bring his work I home. Say
1: one of my favorite jobs was a cocktail waitress for that reason. Yeah. I've, I'm sure. A lot of shots.
3: I'm I'm sure you would had a good time and probably did very well in the uh tip department would be my guess.
2: Yeah, well that's you know that's the that's why you get those jobs. It's a high yield profession. Yeah.
3: That's a that's a that's a that's a gig for big personalities and handsome people. Here's a question about making the show, a technical question. So we talked to Jared about doing the pilot and he talks about running into a room that was actually on fire to get you <laughs> out of the room. He's like, Oh, I had to run. They just lit a room on fire, and I ran into a room and like they it wasn't CGI, you know, it was it was before all that. So burning the sequence of you burning on the roof, burning on the ceiling. Do you recall how they pulled that off? Like, how did they execute that sequence?
1: I was actually on fire.
3: <laughs> I thought so because you look different. Um <laughs> they
1: actually put me on the ceiling.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um no, actually, I think that was actually Sam and my biggest bonding point. Because, you know, as an actor, you have to do some really weird, yeah. embarrassing stuff. Sure. So we had to, like, weirdly lay on the floor in this very awkward position. And Nutter had to, like, specifically put us in this, like, really weird, like, almost like your mannequin, Right position right and then you had to just pretend that you're on fire no reference i mean thank god but you know you just go yeah. with that and then they just place the cgi on the ceiling
3: that's hilarious so
2: wait so when they shot is, your it, body it, on the ceiling you're actually on the you're on the ground on the floor. made to look like it's the ceiling
3: correct i'm so disappointed to find that out because i thought for Not sure, for sure they yeah taped you to the ceiling so cool I they did uh, i know put a little effort into it <laughs> nutter i'm telling you david you cut corners like that you're not gonna that's work why he never
2: works that's um, why he never works
3: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> but do you remember anything actually being on fire because jared really does talk about like they actually burnt how right rich that he talked about
3: like the actually the bed it's like a room i i think i'm going I've got to remember the pilot now but he aren't you in a room where you're on fire he has to go grab you and take run bedroom. you out
1: right right in the bedroom yes. but i was actually there for that I wasn't like in a room on fire because he didn't, right you uh, he didn't yes good pull me out I but, just kind of imploded on the on the ceiling
3: gotcha but he runs in there and that's the thing and they they really lit it on fire for that that seems yeah. safe <laughs> right I know it's, it's, it, that's one of those nothing can go wrong here I think the big miracle is his hair product didn't go up <laughs> you know you figure with, with that much with that, with that much Pantene he was a human his torch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how the wax didn't burn as it as it rolled down his forehead i don't know he might have been making that up it made for a good story though it seemed it seemed true at the time we're, we're, we're just gonna go um, with that yeah i'm gonna live with that and the more you went back so you had a bonding experience with the pilot but then you go back to, and the pilot is the show is not the same crew like you go back to meet a whole different well, group we of people
1: shot in LA. we shot the pilot in la
3: right right you go to canada and was it I mean, you talk about what a lovely group of people it is, but that I think you were referencing the pilot crew. Did you find the Canadian uh, crew equally as accessible and, and friendly?
1: They're Canadian.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: The nicest humans on the planet. Yeah. Um, no, everybody was super, super generous and super nice. And the guys were always very welcoming too, you
2: know? Yeah, I always say, I always feel like that's the that was the secret sauce of the show. You know, the guys were always really cool and welcoming to guest stars because it was all about the guest stars because you got only two guys as the, you know, the, the series regulars, so...
1: Well, and the fact that they're actually genuinely best friends. I mean, yeah that really plays... Their chemistry is really amazing. And yeah I think it's actually really adorable because that, that rarely happens.
3: Totally. Do, oh, no, time. it usually becomes a giant pissing contest, you know? Like, it, it's crazy. It's great. And it's what, I think, enabled the show to stay on for 15 years. You, you can't have two guys... If your cast is two people, if those two people hate each other, that show ain't going 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, it's it definitely... As Rob said, the secret sauce of the whole thing. Now,
2: um, how what was your what was the like how many like we've only watched through like the beginning of season four. So like, do you come on again in later seasons?
1: I think that was it. I think that was it. I think I did three episodes.
2: But you're ta- you're like you're such a big part of it. Like people, you talked about like oh even you're referenced it, in the final like season fifteen. I think you referenced as well. Like um, but what's your been your experience? Like you've been on other shows that have been genre shows like huge shows. Orville Orville.
3: Agents of Shield, right. Friday Night Lights.
2: Like, uh, I know you've been to some conventions. Like, how do you feel? Like the Supernatural fans are unique.
1: It's amazing to me the Supernatural fans. In fact, the last con I just did, people were really upset that I didn't have a Jessica headshot. I got that. Yeah. So oh, really? Much. I got that in Wonder Woman. They were like, "Where are those things?" Like, but that was the one thing they really wanted was Supernatural.
2: Yeah. Cool. I mean, think
1: about it. Like, you know, we we met at the uh, Supernatural con.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They have their own. Oh my god. Yeah. I know! It's crazy. All over the world we do them. It's crazy. We'll be right back.
0: You can sense it calling out to you. New reality seeks you. Join the journey to save Anomaly. Place where sound is magic. The only way to enter the world is by looking inward. Along the way, you'll learn potions, chants, and enchantments that will help you both in that reality and yours. So, answer the call and let your campaign begin. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Dead Boy Detectives, There are ordeals ahead, yet with guidance, you will face them head-on without fear. Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and Twelve Monkeys. When the time arrives, wherever your journey takes you, be there with no attachments. And R&B singer N.C. Gray. There are worlds, realms, dimensions, and realities beyond yours. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell, or exploring a land vanquished by a dragon, but all connected by a shared mythology. The goal of guided fantasy role-playing meditations are to help you cultivate a sense of wonder, curiosity, balance, and joy in your inner world. Role-playing meditation is a form of escapism and relaxation, as well as a creative outlet for the imagination. The first campaign is an introduction to the world of Anomaly, its lands, magic and secrets. In the eight chapters, you'll stretch your imagination, learn to center yourself, Offer forgiveness, find confidence, relieve stress, and stop racing thoughts. Your true self will emerge, allowing you to manage your goals and dreams without confusion, distrust, or self-doubt. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit seekanomaly.com to learn more. Anomaly spelled with an I-E, not a Y. Seek Anomaly. Here, it's magic.
3: Thanks for listening. Now, back hey to the episode. Hey, everybody.
2: Thanks for listening. And now, back to the episode.
3: I'm trying to explain it to somebody who, they're like, oh, you went to the convention. You do conventions. You see other actors there. I'm like, no, dude. I'm telling you, these are standalone. These are just Supernatural Conventions for weekends, multiple weekends a year. So far. Yeah. Do you find that there's some crossover? Obviously, you have big fan bases from other shows. John Wick, you have big fan bases from all over. Do you still find that those fans know the Jessica character, know the oh, Jessica Oh, 1,000%. Because
1: again, like you said, she's such a pivotal part of the story. Yeah. Actor. And I feel like it just goes into that comic book realm. You know what I mean? Which, been a long- too. So it's, it's a very, there's such a huge fan base for supernatural. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's always a marvel to us. I can't even totally understand or comprehend it, but it's I'm thankful for it. Can I tell you what really pisses
3: me off? What they didn't bring me back for the final. So I, it's effed so up, here's the th- but who's to say they weren't going to? Because COVID ruined the we finale. Were,
2: I think they were going to because that their I think their plan for the we were told the plan for the finale was they were going to bring everybody back and there was going to be sort of in heaven there was going to be sort of a, a party with all the sort of the, the characters that would be in heaven.
3: Yeah, everybody who had died. But knew the guys and whatever was going to be up there.
2: And uh, the the night before, I was supposed to. I was in the second to last episode, and I didn't get on the plane because of COVID. And then everything shut down for like five months. And when we actually could do it again, they couldn't bring everybody up because you know you had to quarantine and do all that stuff. You know, so I think you would have been
1: all right. That makes me feel better.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think you would have been, too. I was not going to be in it. I was going to be standing off to the side, but I was still going to be there. Same,
2: because Richard and I, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't have been in heaven, but we would have
3: been. Because we're angels and gods and whatever, but like the people were going to be there. It was going to be cool. There was a lot about that finale. I never read the pilot, the script for it, but I heard a lot about it that obviously got just massively shelved because of. Global pandemic, what are you going to do? We were told it was
2: going to be the shot of all of you guys sort of in this roadhouse, and Sam and Dean are there, and then they kind of open, like, break the fourth wall, and then the rest of us are there as well, and the crew... And then we'd kind of have a party and they'd shoot the whole thing as sort of the cre- credits rolled of us kind of toasting and all that had to be thrown away because of COVID.
3: I no, just tossed. Awesome. Really good toast going away. I know,
2: I know. Um, I have a funny story I want to tell. I don't, you you won't remember, but you guys were doing that convention in England. And it was like all the people that were at that convention were really good friends of mine that I'd gotten to know. Matt Cohen was there, Ruth Connell, Amy Gomenick was there. And you guys were all in a shuttle together. Like going back to your hotel or whatever, and you were there. You had a friend there with you, like your girlfriend was there, and you were the only ones I didn't know. But everyone was telling me that I would love you because every you made a great impression on everyone. And there was a there was a. A text chain going and i don't know if you were on it because i don't think we have each other's number but there was this text chain and everybody was on it and we're on, oh my god we're on this thing and shuttle and adrian Pilecki is here and everybody oh yeah, we're having a great time and i was i have such fomo that i was really like jealous that i wasn't there and so he
3: he is rob has turned fomo into a full contact <laughs> spectator yeah, yeah i like it's not, it's not yeah, just a mindset I'm the,
2: the president of <laughs>
3: like the how FOMO many
1: things are you
2: left out of but anyway go on sorry <laughs> oh, don't get me started don't get me started so anyway, as we're having this conversation, Rich, being the genius that he is, uh, starts telling people <laughs> to leave the chat. So you know how they say like Matt Cohen has left the conversation, uh-huh. Richard Spade has left the conversation, and they slowly all start dropping out of my conversation. In my mind, you were on it too, but I don't think that you were. Just that you were at in the shuttle. So they all just started dropping out of the conversation. Until it was finally just me and Amy Gomenick. And she was like too nice to do it. She was like, oh, Rob, I don't want, I'm sorry. And then finally Amy left the conversation. So it was just be my, me by myself. And, it, and I always, for some reason, I remember that so specifically. I remember that convention. I remember you were there. Even though I was, I had nothing to do with it. And it's mostly because Rich has scarred me with that.
3: I was going to uh, say, Rich, that was your idea, right? Oh, oh 100%. Sure, yeah. It was 100%. That, that, that's got Rich's favorite. Yeah. all over it. Uh,
2: but yeah, you were, you were in England. You guys had a convention in England. That one was fun, well. fun.
3: Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um Wait, there's something else I was going to ask you. Shoot, Rob talking about the convention, made me think about it, Oh, will come back to me. Here's a question, and I don't know. I know it's a long time ago that you worked on the show, and you've done so many things between uh, then and now, but... Do you have anything, because whenever we reflect back on these experiences, especially for the point of doing a podcast, it's always like, ah, oh, they were all so great. Everything's so glorious. Do you remember, was there anything shitty? Was there anything like, ah, oh, we got torrential downpour that one night or anything you recall in your experience that was like made it tough or made it interesting in a negative way at all?
1: It, it sucked. No, it, it wasn't. It was genuinely like the best experience ever. I didn't wear those horrible shoes. That was pretty... That was pretty awful for me.
3: Okay, now we're having a conversation. So let's talk about the shoes. The nurse's
1: outfit. They put me. In-
2: oh yeah, the I- nurse's outfit. I have a question about that. I have I have a pre written question. I didn't want to ask because I thought it was going to make me sound creepy. But says, what did you think? Did you think it was silly you had to wear that sexy nurse outfit in the pilot?
3: Buddy, I got the same document. That that question's not on here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I think you're going off script.
1: <laughs> you know, the funny, this, the really sad, funny thing. I was still working at the bar when I was doing that show because again, I was like infrequently working or whatever. And I swear to God, I wore that same outfit like that Halloween to work. (laughs) Nice. So good tips. But yeah, know, I bet. I was like, "Really, guys? Okay, this is great." And then they put me in those shoes that actually made me as tall as Jared.
3: Wow. Yeah, because you're not you're not short to start with, and you put well, yourself 5'11, in heels. Eleven. So they put me in like four or five inch heels. Wow, crazy. Was there a conversation on set about how similar your guys' last names are? Was that ever a thing? I think Padalecki <laughs> and Palecki. You're getting a look. You know, you're getting like, a look. <laughs> no, I'm getting a look. But like that to me is like you guys with a super unique last names. You're playing a couple, and like
1: I'm I don't married. know. Married. Um. Not on a show, but I think in general. And then I wow. called Padalecki a lot.
3: I bet. That's what I'm saying. So, I'm not, yeah, you gave me the look, but I'm
1: not oh, wrong. Exactly. Like, I'm like, it's unbelievable how many people have confused our names. It's funny. I yeah. thought we were a couple.
2: What, uh, yeah. what does your name come from? Like, what part of the world? Polish? And I think Padalecki oh. is as well. Yes. Yeah, think. you think? <laughs> you almost <laughs> the subtle
3: subtle nuances of Poland in there. Uh
2: You almost wonder if, like, you know, maybe your ancestors had a, a similar name, and they just sort of like truncated it.
3: It's almost like if your last name had been Polly, and your celebrity name was your Policky. Like, oh, she's dating Jared. Palicki. we're gonna uh, combine yeah. them. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh
3: my god. <laughs> 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 this is good. This is good stuff. I tell you. The the real price of admission here is seeing how annoyed you
0: know are. Funny line about my name
1: is I had so I just did this movie called Quasi, and it was with the Broken Lizard guys. And I got on a Zoom with Heffernan and Lemmy, and the first thing out of Steve Lemmy's mouth is, "I'm impressed. How the hell did you make it in Hollywood with a name like Poliki?" <laughs> oh my was god! So genuine about yeah. it, I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun."
3: <laughs> is that the one you guys you guys just had a premiere yeah. for? So Paul Soder is an old I friend I love
1: of mine. Paul so much. I love Paul.
3: Yeah, Paul. Paul's an old buddy of mine. Uh, and we, we, my wife and I were supposed to come to that screening and had to oh, miss it. But um, I'm excited to see that. I love those Hulu. dudes. You can
1: watch it anytime.
3: Yeah? What's it? Oh, it's officially out? Okay, good. I'll check yeah. it out. what's it called? That's awesome. It's called Quasi. Quasi, okay. And they
1: bring back the whole, like,
3: you know, Monty
2: Python-esque, you know. He- oh, great. Oh,
3: awesome. The, the, those dudes are They're super so funny. funny. Beer Fest is... Beer Fest is one of my favorites. I love That's that movie. Sweet.
2: I love that they keep doing it, too. They're still doing it.
3: Well, they had a really successful, when they were trying to make Super Troopers 2, it was right around the time you and I were doing Kings That's of Khan, right. And they were doing an internet you know, campaign through, I don't remember which crowdfunding site, but one of the Indiegogo or mm-hmm. something, and had a, just a massive success yeah. where they were able to make their sequel. They
1: were able to make the sequel. Because of the then, funding. And uh, Searchlight was like, okay, we can make this movie you've been wanting to make for the last 20 years. Here's all the stuff.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. It's so great. I mean, it, 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 but I love the fact that but for the fact that there's crowdfunding, they wouldn't have been able to prove their audience. It was really yes, cool absolutely. for them. Absolutely, Good dudes. Well, that's it, that, that had to be a fun movie to work on. All those guys seem like they're I fun. I will
1: say, you know, as an independent moment in my life, like Supernatural was one of my favorite jobs. I will say by far Friday Night Lights was, but this was probably like almost as great of an experience being on that set. It was that's so awesome. fun. awesome all the
3: time that's so great that's so, it's on hulu right now people can watch it what is uh where did you guys shoot this we one we shot in la great la here's a great <laughs> town um but for you it's a location shoot you're exactly. a texan you know by, by proxy Exactly. Um, that's awesome drive me
1: to and from work it was awesome
3: wow oh yeah in la wow. woo. where did you did you say a fancy hotel no. State of the Friends. Ooh, that sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had my answer ready. I I, I couldn't switch course that quickly. Um, (laughs) That's oh, that's cool. I'm glad you got to work with those guys. You have such a badass career. It's really cool, and you're just really good in everything. And that's just me being honest. Not even podcasty. You're just very good at what you Mm do. so you know, keep doing that yeah. thing, and uh, and thank you for being a part of this conversation. Yeah,
1: I hope I answered any question. I don't know if I did at all, but
3: this is like this. Uh, the joy is having you on here to talk.
1: Thank you. I'm just bummed I didn't get to work with you guys on it.
2: I know. Well,
3: yeah, well, maybe you would have had to drag your heels for a couple of seasons uh, to get us. But on, on another thing in the future, yeah, one thousand percent
2: the reboot. Right? Where we'll all be like wheeling ourselves <laughs> into the room. The, the
0: reboot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why can't God walk? Well, because I'm not God anymore.
3: <laughs> Too, good
0: to walk. Oh, yeah. okay. Too good to walk.
3: Thank you so much. Such a treat to have you here. So great to chat with you, as yeah. always. And uh, I hope we get to see you uh, in real life at a convention or at a, at a cocktail Yeah, I
2: hope we do a convention soon. together or something.
1: I would love that. I'm actually going back to Birmingham for the first time since our
3: retreat. Oh, that'll be fun. Hey there, this is Jared Padalecki, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. But... We got to pull over for a second for some messages.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? What would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, watch Supernatural? Maybe all the above. Or maybe it's that thought that brings in a sense of panic. I mean, the question is, what time for what? If time is unlimited, how do we use it? Sometimes the hardest time for people who work every day is the weekends. When people are faced with a choice if I've got this free time, what do I do with it? If this rings true for you, maybe therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy for many years now, and I talk openly about it. I still go to therapy um, about once a week, and it's just such a nice time for me to have that free space to to try to figure out who I am really and what I really want and what makes me happy. It's super important and often neglected taking this time. If you're thinking about starting therapy get BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. So all you do is you fill out this brief questionnaire you get matched with a licensed therapist and then oh Get this, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge because they want you to be happy. That's what this is about. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash S-P-N-T-A-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash S-P-N-T-A-N. Hey guys, it's Rob. So check this out. I'm very pleased to announce that we have a new super sponsor that's right marvel strike force so marvel the one and only marvel has a mobile game and it's a comic book fan's dream marvel strike force is it's a mobile squad rpg that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like doctor doom and apocalypse so okay so your goal is to power up your favorite characters and you complete missions, and then you unlock fun stuff like gear and other resources, and then you beat other players in a PvP, player-versus-player player mode, such as Alliance War or Real-Time Arena. So as, we, as I record this, they're enjoying their six-year anniversary. So you know what that means. Free stuff free stuff just for signing up via the unique link in the description. So the anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses and if you complete each event you can receive special rewards and skins. So make sure you log in every day each week you take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strive Force's most generous event to date so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code for every new user so please follow our link in the description and use the promo code maxpool that's m-a-x-p-o-o-l all right thanks once again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode
3: thank you for supporting supernatural then and now and now back to the show
2: what a treat. She's a treat.
3: Adrian's a badass. Let's just call it like it is.
2: When she said she was 5'11", I was like, oof. She, I, I, I'm i little.
3: Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. She's just a badass, man. She's just yeah. a great actress. Does, like, again, I, I know I keep hammering this home, but she's so good in John Wick. All this fight stuff she does. Like, yeah. she's very, clearly very athletic. She's just really, really engaging on screen. She is. It turns out, she's engaging on a microphone in a podcast.
2: Yeah. She's really tall. She's like a model.
3: Well, you're really stuck on that, aren't you? Well,
2: I don't know about you, Rich, but uh, I'm just under 5'7", you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, this is a podcast. It's not a height-specific uh, interaction.
2: I know. I'm better at the, in this format, because you know, can't tell how short I am.
3: I wondered why you brought on a stepping stool halfway through the interview.
2: I know. I wanted her to think that I was tall. I'm already wearing heels, because <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> Tuesday. Like I didn't
3: know that. So this was our first spotlight, and we picked a doozy of a person to spotlight. She's so awesome. Uh, check out all her work that you haven't seen, and and watch Quasi, the uh, new movie she did with Broken Lizard folks, the great uh, comedy team. Thank you, Adrian, for for being with us and doing this for us. That was awesome. I can't wait to do more of these, Robbie. I'm always excited
2: about new things. That's not true. Did you say that's not true?
3: <laughs> yeah, you like the old ways. You're Johnny Stodgy.
2: That is not true. That's all you. You're Mr. Mr. Old Russ. Johnny Stodgy. You're like, I don't
3: understand how the kids with this texting. Yeah, I don't understand texting, but I get spotlighting. You know what I mean? Spotlighting makes sense to me.
2: Remember when I had to explain what hashtag was to you?
3: And I, and I, the first thing I used it to do was to text you back, hashtag, you're an asshole. Because <laughs> 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 you your tone was so dismissive.
2: Uh, well, anyway, uh, this is exciting. I can't wait to do more of these.
3: And then, in the meantime, we'll get back on a tour with our journey through season four yeah uh and i'm looking forward to that so more season four coming up more spotlights in our future this is awesome stay tuned robbie
2: this episode of supernatural then and now was hosted and executive produced by richard spade jr and rob benedict
3: produced by stephen Hine, written by stephen Hine and hayda holsher
2: and edited and associate produced by trey booty
3: what is up booty
2: Music provided by Tim Wynn.
3: The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios.
2: This podcast is from Story Mill Media.
3: Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at SPN Then and Now.
2: And become a member of the podcast at www.patreon.com SPN Then and Now.
3: We hear you and we see you. Hello.
1: Though.
3: Yes. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
3: It's a great that you
1: heard to do this, especially right now. Obviously.
3: Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a slow patch we're going through. <laughs> <laughs> might might go on for a bit. You know what I'm saying? That's the word on the street. <sighs> Well, we'll see. What do you think? Okay, uh, two actors on this on this Zoom right now. Do you think the actors will strike?
1: I'm hoping it doesn't get to that point. I don't know about you. I haven't, like, you know, the last writer's strike that was so big. I mean, it was pretty obvious you're going to do it from the get-go. I haven't even heard, like, rumblings.
3: No, no I me mean, neither. Like, th- there hasn't been any sort of conversation about, like, strike authorization or anything. So I just... No, no. They, I mean, they send out a lot of pregame stuff about like, we're going to go after this and that, and <clears throat> here's what we're going to do. But there hasn't been any, anything, it, there's no strike authorization vote there either. There hasn't, you know, you always feel like going into the negotiation, Writers Guild being a perfect example, they really went out. They went into that, No, we all knew they were going to strike, right? I mean, they went in with a strike authorization ready to go. And I kind of feel like everybody else, meaning SAG and DGA, are drafting them, you know, writing their wake a little yeah. bit to see how much... How much they get? Going I was going to say, I
2: think that that, that that's going to determine, like, the, what the DGA does might determine what we do as actors and how the writers' strike ends up going. We're all asking for the same. Directors
3: Guild. I feel like the WJ is going to be the pointy end of the bayonet because they started first. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know though. I, I heard that the DGA is not asking for as much, so it might be an mm-hmm. easier negotiation. But I don't mm-hmm. really don't know. Yeah, are
3: going
1: to. I think the DGA is going to nip it in the butt in a weird way because yeah. also, you know in a shitty world, like writers and actors are weirdly expendable at this point and directors are just not. Yeah. So like they're going to have a little bit more power. Yeah.
3: It's also different issues they have though too. Cause if you think about it, like the writer, like the mini rooms and things that the writers are dealing with and getting replaced by AI. Right. There's some things in there that are pretty, pretty big issues that don't, that's why I think I'm not sure the directors can fully Carve a path here because some of that stuff is not their their battle to fight. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, what right. what would help us if we all all the unions kind of work together?
3: And like, there's a weird. I, and I don't understand this, but there's a weird law or something where we can't all simultaneously strike. And what? I don't know why. Really? Is it it some sort of industry agreement or something? I promise you that all three unions can't simultaneously shut down at one time. We- I don't know if it's a union rule or, or that, union agreement. That doesn't seem okay. No, and I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if it means we can't, so I'm going to get this wrong. I don't know if it means, like, right now the writers are striking. I don't think that stops the actors from striking when their contract comes up. And so then they're, but I think at the same on the same time, the same day, they can't do I don't hmm. know. It's, it's some weird, they're not supposed to all do the same thing at the same time. Which it's. it sounds like, you know, 50 years ago, corporate America was fine. You're going to have your unions, but you can't talk to each other kind of weirdness. But. In the meantime,
2: it frees all of us up to have this conversation. This podcast. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Storybell Media.